0: Welcome to Women in Leadership Talk, where you'll hear from successful women who are empowering other women with their stories of adversity, resiliency, and success. And here is your host, Vicki Bradley, founder and CEO of Women in Leadership Empowered.
1: Hello and welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. I have with me today, Dr. Patty Ann Tublin. I am so excited that she's able to join us. And Dr. Patty Ann is the CEO and founder of the Relationship Toolbox. She has a training and development consulting firm, and Dr. Petty Ann has quite the extensive background. She has written two books, uh, which sound very exciting by the way. Not Tonight Dear, I've Got a Business to Run, and also Money Can Buy You Happiness, Secrets Women Need to Know to Get Paid What They Are Worth. What a great topic for us to to dive into today. So thank you, Dr. Petty Ann. Um, I do wanna just highlight, you've had some pretty amazing awards. In 2015, you were the recipient of the prestigious Women's Leadership Award, which was presented in Washington, D.C., and it was along with other dignitaries, such as Mrs. Colin Powell, which, what a great honor. And Patty has also uh, been featured in frequent excerpts on NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox News, as well as having many publications in the well-respected articles of Uh, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, Forbes, Inc., Success Magazine, and Entrepreneurial Women Magazine, just to name a few. So we are honored and thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I know that you and I could probably spend hours talking, (laughs) but let's just jump right in and and get into, you know, maybe sharing, you've had quite a varied background. Um, What were some of the challenges as you were, you know, finding your way in this industry? Okay, well, thank you so much, Vicki, for having me on. I am so delighted to be here. This,
0: as you will see, I am passionate about empowering women to succeed, and I am honored to be on this podcast with you because I know you have been leading the charge for women long before it was fashionable. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. So in terms of when I started this work, I think one of the things I had to realize was that I thought everybody else had the answer. Mm. I thought everybody else knew so much more than me, not because I wasn't smart, but because, oh my gosh, they've been doing it forever. And I very, very quickly realized that was not, at all the case. And I found that to be quite enlightening. And I use that, I'm constantly reminded of myself of that. Vicki, every time I embark upon a new project, or I want to take on and learn a new skill set, for example, technology. It was a big deal when I taught myself how to do breakout rooms on Zoom. Now, if you're a techie, you're probably laughing, right? It's not a big deal. But for someone like me that needed the instruction manual on how to turn on my computer, it was outside my comfort zone. So every time I tried to do something new, I realized everybody else doesn't have it down pat. They just might give that appearance. So if that could be helpful to women listening to the call today.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. And and you're so (laughs) right. You're so right, because we do. We think everybody else knows the answers, and we don't. And the reality is, if we really listen, we do have it. So, so how did you keep your confidence up as you were, you know, figuring out the pathway and, and you know, building your consulting business and, and this wonderful training business that you have?
0: So I guess um, I've always been somebody that loves a challenge. Like, I will never shirk away, you know, shrink away from a challenge. And because my training, I'm I'm educated as a clinical psychologist, I feel like understanding clinically and from a neuroscience perspective, what motivates people, what inspires people, how they tick, how people connect. I felt like my training was an advantage to starting my company. And I'm someone that because I love a challenge, I might not be the smartest person in the room, chances are I'm not, but I don't know too many people that will outwork me. Mm -hmm. And I have found in life, it's the grit and the grind and the perseverance that gets you through the finish line. Mm -hmm. And I think I've always relied on that to make sure that even, and if I failed, it's okay. What did I learn? Because today's pain is tomorrow's progress. So And I also never saw failure as an F as much as failure is, oh, you really need to go back and look at that.
1: <laughs> oh, I love what you just shared there. So that's a. I think that's a really key takeaway for our audience is that failure doesn't have to be like the be all end all that, like, you know, life is over, so to speak, or that job is over or that project's over. It's what do you, what do you learn from it? And then how do you pick up the pieces and, and move forward? I, I thank you for that. So
0: when you... And just so you know, Vicki, there's an expression that I love to use, right? Sometimes, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn.
1: Oh, I love that. Okay, that's
0: a good one. <laughs> it's, that, it's that simple, right? Yeah. And, we're, and let's face it. Let's face it. We fail much more in life than we win. Win. We do. Yeah. So
1: you better get used to it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I love what you said though. It's, you know, it's not, you either win or you learn, right? So it, it's not, failure is not, you know, cause I think we were all raised to think, Oh my gosh, if you don't pass or you don't succeed at that, then you're nothing. And that's not the reality. It, it's very much about, how you look at it and what are the possibilities once you look at that learning um so that you can pick up the pieces and make it even better than it was originally or you know your original thought
0: exactly and i will say for women when we fail we take it as we take it so personal like we will let it eat us alive from the inside out men are very different and let me give a very 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 quick example so I've been at meetings with very high executive, you know, C-suite, right? And the guy, everybody knows that the guy just made like, I'm gonna make the number up a $10 billion blunder. I mean, a big number, right? And they're going around the room and they're talking about whatever. And the guy like mumbles through, yeah, somebody, okay, I'm moving on, right? He, he glosses over, he does not call attention to his failures. Mm-hmm. The woman might be at a meeting, And nobody knows about the failure. And she raises her hand. I I just want to make sure, I just want to let you know, I'm really sorry for, and people are like, what is she talking about? We didn't even know. So we spotlight our failures and it doesn't help us. And we make ourselves feel badly. And then we give everybody around us permission to beat us up with it also. Mm -hmm. And that impacts our confidence and how we move ahead in, in the workplace.
1: Wow that's a that's a really good example and I see that as well. So what what advice would you share to help overcome some of that? Because you're right. We do. We we are our own worst enemies and, and raise our hands sometimes at the wrong time. So what would you say in order to help someone overcome that? All right. So what I w- well listen. Nobody's perfect, right? And we're not going
0: for perfection, we're going for progress. Okay, so what I would suggest is, in terms of the overall concept of confidence, is first and foremost, Ricky, And this is not genius. Okay, there's not a lot of genius out there. First and foremost, with anything in life, in any arena that you're working in, what Socrates said: know thyself. Mm. Self awareness, right? Instead, in Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. High, highly effective leaders, people, he talks about self, right, self awareness all the time, and self awareness means you are aware of your strengths and capitalize on that. But self awareness means you're also aware of your weaknesses, of the of the places that are not in your wheelhouse, and that's okay because now you want to strengthen your strengths. And you also want to work on your weaknesses. Now, your weaknesses may never be your strength. That's okay. We can't be good at everything. But we want to be able to acknowledge it so we can learn and grow. And then when we're in the workplace, either if we're in a corporation or we're an, when we're an entrepreneur, we want to surround ourselves or access people whose strength. Is our weakness yeah. and now we have a great team so don't try to be all things to all people but know thyself there's nothing more important to our success and quite frankly to our happiness than to know who we are Wart, warts and all because we all got them.
1: <laughs> so well said yeah very true so i'm curious dr patty ann you know, you wrote these great books, and the one that really catches my eye and and I talk to a lot of women about is uh, your your book about money can can buy you happiness, so the secret of women need to know to get paid what they're worth. Maybe just talk about that for a second because I think that plays into the confidence theme that we're that we're addressing here.
0: Absolutely. So I will tell you that I did get some scathing emails from people with my title when I said money can buy you happiness. And I remember a man wrote, in particular, you call yourself a clinical psychologist, how dare you? Money has nothing to do with happiness. So I very politely said, well, clearly you have not read the book. Because if you read the book, you would be aware that when I say money can buy you happiness, the whole premise of the book is that money gives you choices and experiences that you would otherwise not have. Now, there is a certain threshold of money where after that, it really just complicates your life. But you talk to a struggling single mom or a family on the poverty line that is really struggling to put food on the table. And they if you gave them some more money, you will see how their happiness will increase because it will take the stress Of not having money out of their life so what has happened to women is women have fallen into the category of because of the way we were raised the good girl syndrome right where we have to be good we don't we want everybody to like us we're petrified of not being liked we're petrified of being rejected and we we are taught to wait wait on, in line, wait to answer the question, you know, raise your hand. Even today, wait for the guy to text you, right? Women are not ta- taught to be assertive and to take the lead and to take charge because when we do, we are tainted with, with the words like she's too aggressive, right? Or she's, she's working and she's so greedy, she wants all this money. Well, quite honestly, Vicki, I don't know any man that thinks they've been overpaid. And trust me when I tell you, I know many men that are overpaid, right? But women are afraid to ask to get paid what they're worth because they're afraid of how they're perceived. Why? Because they don't have the confidence to realize that their work is as valuable as it is. They minimize it. They don't highlight it. They don't tell people about their success. For example, we'll take an old school example. It's 4 o'clock on a Friday, and everybody, including the superiors, the people that can raise your career, are all going to happy hour to the bar. But there's a really big project due, so you stay at work, you work till 10 o'clock at night, you shut the lights off, and you go home. And you send an email. You did a great job. And the next morning, Friday or Monday, your boss emails you this is great, thank you so much, Jane, blah blah blah. Six months go by, there's a promotion. It's between you and a guy. and it's the guy that consistently had access to the boss, maybe at happy hour or whatever, and he's constantly promoting himself and his skill set, and women don't, and we think that our work will speak for itself, and honestly, Vicky, in a perfect world, it should, but uh, last night I looked. We live in anything other than a perfect world. So I think that plays into women's lack of confidence and believing in themselves, believing in their self-worth. And that translates to the worth of the work that they're doing.
1: Wow. That's, uh, you know what, that's so true. And I, I see that. I hear that with lots of different clients. Mm -hmm. So if you were, if you were coaching someone, let's say, um, young woman who, Jane, that you just described, what would you tell her to do? How would you advise her? In the example that I gave? Yeah.
0: Okay, I would, and she's on a team, right? She's not the only one responsible for this project. Absolutely go to the happy hour. I would never tell anybody to be irresponsible and to not do their work. But if you want to promote yourself promote your career, have access to the people that can bring you up the corporate ladder. You in fact need that. You need access to them. What better way to get it than in an informal setting? Now, here's the key. You're not talking about your work at happy hour, but what you are doing, and this speaks to my heart, you are building a relationship because All success is predicated upon the ability to create, nurture, and sustain a healthy relationship. How can somebody, how can a superior advocate for you or sponsor you if in fact they don't know you? And quite frankly, in the future, we don't want, thank thank the Lord, we just don't want the competent person anymore. We want to work with people of character and integrity. And quite frankly, We want to surround ourselves with people that are kind because you know what there's enough brain power out there there really is and we're not doing rocket science most of us most of us can do this whatever it is right but we don't want to work with someone that's abrasive we want to work with someone that we can trust somebody that will be a team player and you don't get that information from the project worksheet that's handed in
1: that's a really great Now,
0: now you might not have to stay you know close down the bar if you will right but you know be there make yourself known develop some type of an appropriate relationship and then if you want to go in earlier do a little bit more work all right and then always 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 ladies when you are working off hours whatever that is today Always find an appropriate reason to email and/or CC your boss so that it's timestamped, so they know that this work came in on Sunday at two o'clock in the afternoon.
1: Okay. Okay. And so, so you brought up something there that just, you know, relative to today's environment. How do you stay connected during COVID? I mean, in a lot of parts of the world, we are in lockdown mode because numbers are rising. Um, you don't have that opportunity to, you know, meet up with the, the team and, and have a cocktail after work. So what would be some things that you would recommend?
0: That is a great question, Vicky. And I will tell you, I'm amazed at watching and reading and watching the comments, especially from senior management, about we have to get back into the office because there's no collaboration, right? There's no connection. Well, not the way we've done it in the past, but this is a new paradigm. So we have to change how we're trying to collaborate and make a connection. I've worked with tech companies around the world where I've developed incredible relationships with people that I have never met. It has in person. I've always done it. Through Zoom, and these are real relationships. So, what do you do? You find a way to have a call or to make a text and to genuinely ask the person, How are you doing? Is there anything I can help you with? I know I'm half a mile, you know, half a world away, but you know, I know you have young children. This is what I did. It really helped me. And then maybe give them suggestions or send them links. Let them know that you're thinking about them as a person, not just as a colleague or a superior or a subordinate. Let them know that you are aware of their challenge. And, and what a great opportunity because, my Lord, we are all in this together. Yeah. Nobody, nobody is immune from covid. So I would reach a little bit more again pr- appropriately but try to dig into the personal or for the person that's alone, right? Maybe you have some strategies or so I would look to keep the connection through commonalities Beautiful. or create or connect them to someone that you know that would really like just like we made our connection. Your brother heard me. (laughs) You have got to meet this woman. And here we are today. It's great.
1: Yeah. So true. So true. Well, I love how you said that because um, well you and I both are connectors and it's easy Mm -hmm. for us to do it. And sometimes, you know, this comes up with a lot of my clients. They're like, Oh, I haven't talked to my boss in six months since the pandemic hit. And it's like, okay, well, what are you doing to connect with your boss? Because, If you're out of sight, you're out of mind. And so it's making sure that you're visible in, in however, you know, however you do that. Set up a Zoom call with them, do a touch base over the phone, um, just to make sure that that visibility is there. So those are and great.
0: And to your point, point Vicki, and this is true no matter what the work situation is, you always, you, it is your responsibility. Like as you said, well, what are you doing, right? Let's, let's operate from a, a, a place of goodness. Your boss is busy, everybody's busy, he has stuff, right? If you're crushing it and he knows he doesn't have to worry about you, something off his plate, which is great, but you do wanna keep the connection. So what I tell women all the time is, do not sit back on your laurels. Like if you did a good job yesterday, that's great, but people are promoted and rewarded for the value they will add in the future. So how do you do that? Find a way to be relevant. Mm Raise your hand for that issue that is a sticking point for, your, for the company that nobody wants to tackle. You be the go-to person. And then you appropriately keep, keep the right people abreast of your progress, again, in an appropriate way. Be relevant. It is your, if you're not, it is your responsibility. Always be responsible for your own career growth. Yeah.
1: So true. So true. Yeah. Cause if you're not doing it, nobody else is going to. So, and when you, when you're raising the the flag, so to speak, that's when usually your boss starts to advocate for you too, because it's like, wow, you know, she's always on top of things. She volunteers for things. Um, and, you know, and being cognizant of how much you can take on is is absolutely paramount. So um, just to sort of wrap us up, and this has been such a great conversation today. What would you, if you were going to share with your younger self, what would be the two or three things that you would want to make sure you knew if you were going back in time? Okay.
0: What, I mean, wish I, I knew then what I know now. Yeah. Okay. All right. A couple of things. One is nobody knows as much as you think they know. Okay. Which doesn't mean they don't know more than you. And doesn't mean they don't know a lot, but nobody knows everything. So you will always be, you will, there will always be space for you to show your value, right? You might have to look for it, but there will always be a lane for you as long as you look for it. The other thing I would tell women honestly is, and this wasn't really my issue, but I see it all the time. Stop with the victim role. You can spend your life being a victim all you want, but you have a choice, You can be a victim, or you can be a victor. The choice is yours. Even if life is throwing you a ton of jokers, and it seems like the other guy is always getting the aces, you still have a choice. And make sure you're aware of that, because everybody is dealing with something that you don't know. And the last thing I would say that I think is really, really important is there's no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. There's no three secrets to success. I know internet marketing gets crazy with that. It drives me insane. There's none. The most important thing I would say is to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Because all growth happens when we are uncomfortable. Think about it. If you're comfortable, you're comfortable doing what's familiar. There's no growth in that right? It's the same old, same old. It might be important. It might be great. You might be functioning at a really high level, but you're not really learning anything. So until you get uncomfortable, until you get out of your comfort zone, your growth won't happen. And, you, and, and therefore, make sure you get comfortable with that. Uh, I don't know how to do this. Don't be a turtle and go back into your shell because you'll never grow. And I think, I think that's really important. Listen, I was just on a call. What's today? Tuesday? I was on a call the other day. Chairman of a board, right? He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, no. Nobody knows that.
1: Nobody knows, exactly.
0: Nobody knows. He's uncomfortable, but he would never not take the role, the job, the promotion, because they're uncomfortable with it seize the moment get comfortable being uncomfortable i think if nothing else remember that
1: that's awesome great advice thank you thank you so much dr patty and for sharing with us today sharing some of your journey and and your words of wisdom um you know some great takeaways like when i think about you know getting comfortable with being uncomfortable like so true Right? Because we, we won't grow unless we do. And it's pushing ourselves to try things. And too many times, I know some of my clients have said, oh, I've passed up a promotion or even an interview because they didn't tick all the boxes. And it's like, stop worrying about the boxes. The how will come, but put yourself out there. And even if you just experience the interview, experience the process, mm-hmm. you can learn from that. So thank you. Well done. And great advice to your younger self. I love that. So, thank you. Yeah, and any parting words, anything else you want to share before we wrap up today? Think about if you would want to work
0: for you. Think about if you would want to be your friend. Always look in the mirror and be aware of what you bring. And good enough is not good enough. Because at the end of the day, I don't want them to say about me, she was a good enough spouse, she was a good enough mother, she was a good enough friend, she was a good enough worker. And I hope that you don't want that for yourself
1: either. Absolutely. Oh, beautiful. Wow. Well done. So thank you again for joining us, Dr. Patty Ann. And uh, they can find your books on Amazon, correct? Correct. Uh, So if anybody's interested in learning how to, you know, money can make you happy. (laughs) I think that's great. So check out Amazon for Dr. Petty Ann's books. And thank you. Thank you for joining us for Will Talk, sponsored by Women in Leadership Empowered. To learn more about our programs, please visit www.willempowered.com. We look forward to seeing you in our community.